Hello and welcome to this teaser of the To The Heights podcast. This is Olivia Colombo at Catholic TV, and I am so excited to be sharing a little bit of this new project with you. I'm a young Catholic changemaker, a college student, journalist, and aspiring theologian. At any given time, I can be found painting murals for a church, planning my next mission trip to Haiti, working for Dr. Jane Goodall's Youth Leadership Council, maybe ministering to homeless in Boston, teaching kids about ocean ecosystems on the beach, or, most likely, drafting up my next article for Boston College's Catholic newspaper. In my many diverse interests of theology and ministry, science and social justice, and journalism and media, I've had the blessing of crossing paths with so many young people who are making differences in their own ways. I wanted a platform to share authentic conversation with young Catholics and those who minister to them about what it looks like to live the faith in our own ways in 2019. The title of the podcast, To the Heights, comes not only from the fact that I'm spending my time at Boston College, which is nicknamed The Heights, but also To the Heights comes from the translation of the quote, Verso Lealto, by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, a 24-year-old Italian student, mountain climber, and potentially soon-to-be saint, who gave his life to caring for the poor and vulnerable. His literal and spiritual mountain climbing is where the idea of ascending for the heights and reaching for the glory of God comes from. Using this prayer and reminder to keep reaching to the heights, this podcast aims to introduce you to young people with incredible stories and fire for Christ. In hopes of sharing authentic conversations that might inspire listeners to climb the mountains in their own lives for the glory of God. In this very first season, we get the chance to talk to youth ministers, young nuns and priests, high school activists, college students living the faith on campus, pro-life leaders, a priest from Rome, and co-hosts of a youthful Catholic show, and so many other unique and inspiring people. Here is a little sneak peek of the stories of Reaching to the Heights that we have in store. Uh, How did I keep the faith in college? Uh, I went to Mass every Sunday. Uh, We had a very, I guess you could say, like, hippie-ish church, St. Mark's in Isla Vista, um, where, like, the priest wears Birkenstocks Mm -hmm. and sings literally the entire Mass, um, (laughs) where people are sitting in, there's not even pews, there's just chairs, and people sitting in between the lines, like, barefoot. I mean, it's very loosey-goosey kind of place. But there was a community. Like, when I went to college, I, I... I wish that I could say I kept going to Mass because I was already 100% bought into the faith, but I did sort of like kind of drift away a little bit, but I went to Mass because of the familiarity of like a place to go to every Sunday that felt like home. That meant a lot to me. So even though maybe that's not like the right reason, that's what kept me there. Um, And luckily I met my wife while I was there and we just kept going to Mass together after we kind of moved away from college. So that was very nice. Be courageous, be bold. Stop trying to conform, uh, keep focused on Christ, pray, He will give you the courage and the Holy Spirit. Fight for your soul, fight for the salvation of your friends, um, rely on the Holy Spirit for courage, never get discouraged, uh, never quit, never, never, never despair, but always focus on the cross and you will have everything you need. That's all your answers are right there on the cross. The Daughters of St. Paul were something that I always came back to. So like all throughout high school, whether there was like a boy in the picture or not, like it was like 
the Daughters of St. Paul were always something in the back of my head. And like I said, I came to volunteer a lot. So the, the sisters were always something that was like, I think this is something that I want to do with my life. Because like I said before, like religious life doesn't make sense without Jesus. And no vocation makes sense without Jesus. Um, so it's like, really ask him what he wants. Um, and don't be afraid of that question either, because I promise you that Jesus doesn't want you to be miserable. I promise you that God did not create you to be miserable. God created you for greatness, and he created you for happiness. And he created you to be one with him, which is happiness. Um, I was born with a heart defect. I had procedures when I was little. And uh, they did the surgery. They thought everything was successful for the first couple of days. Um, and as they went on with more and more tests, it looked less and less successful and they had to do one more test to kind of decide if they needed to go in and fix anything. And the night before that test, my mom, who we were walking around the hospital, she walked into the chapel, um, and she obviously she prayed for me for, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes, but I didn't know what she was doing because I wasn't religious. Um, and then the next day when we took the test, everything was fine and I got to go home the next day. Um, and again, I didn't know that yeah. it was God at the time because I didn't know who God was. Um, but the moment I first found God for myself was, I think it was the winter of my, either the winter of my freshman year or the winter of my sophomore year. Um, I'm a big college football fan. Um, Derrick Henry's one of my favorite players, I'm an Alabama fan. Um, and in his speech after he won the Heisman Trophy, he said something to the effect of um, never being afraid to pray to God, he'll always hear your cry. Um, so that night I prayed for the first time and I felt something. As the weeks went on, I made the decision to join the RCIA program, and in April 2017, got my sacraments of initiation. I started doing tobacco control work around the same time that I dove really deep into my faith, and I think that my prayer life has supported me as, in a, as an activist in ways that, essentially, I don't know if I could do the activism that I do if I didn't have my faith. I learned that the Holy Spirit is always going to push me to do things that I don't want to do. Um, like going to confession scares me a lot and I cry beforehand every single time, but it is a beautiful sacrament that is life-saving, as yes. we all know. Um, and public speaking terrifies me to no end, but there's messages that need to get across and somebody has to say them, so, you know, there are things that you don't want to do that you need to do, and I think that the Holy Spirit is always going to push me to do those things. After practice, we were just shooting around and like having having fun, and we just, I don't know how the conversation started, but we just started talking about our faiths, and Mr. Klein was like, I never knew you guys were so faithful, like, and we just kept talking. We talked about, Gabriel and I talked to him about Resurrection Parish and the Amazing Life Team program there and we came to the conclusion like hey why can't we do that for BC High? I think the coolest part of Israel for me was just I had the opportunity and the blessing to go when I was in high school um, so when that opportunity came full circle and I was bringing high schoolers um, that was really cool. It was a different experience um, for me this time around because it was very much um, I guess like the, the coolest thing that I do in my job like in general is I try to set up encounters with God and like encounters with the Lord for for the teens and for those you know we have confirmation also a part of our programs so those in confirmation and I just like to set it up and then get out of the way like step back and let the Lord work 
I feel like we've all experienced maybe a retreat high when we were in high school or something where you ride the wave for a little bit and then like reality hits you in the face and you're like, oh, what the heck, Lord, you know? Um, but this is just like, man, it's, it's radical. And I think a lot of it has to do with just how much we pray when we're on mission trips. I mean, even if a kid comes in to the to the trip and he was like, I just wanted to like be a good person and help someone, like they can't help but be radically changed and radically encounter the Lord. And what, what I find is they come back and they're just hungry for that. So then they start coming to our Thursday holy hours and all of a sudden like going to life night isn't something their parents are forcing them to do. They'll come to Tuesday night rosary, like they're they're all in. Catholics can disagree about plenty of things within the church and both sides of that disagreement are actually still within the, the playground of Catholic teaching. So that we, we can disagree on various things and still go to Mass together and still not call each other heretic and uh, and still be Christian brothers and sisters. So. Well, so I started volunteering at the Pregnancy Center in the summer, uh, that, that summer, so I was 15, and that just changed my whole perspective of you know, what I wanted to do with my life. When, going into that summer, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer, I wanted to work for NASA, I had just won a state uh, scholarship. I was uh, the only student representing the state of West Virginia at the National Space Camp for high school students. Uh, so like, I had like plans like what I wanted to do, and then um, everything just changed. You know, I, 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 I learned about you know really what was happening, the atrocity of abortion, how it was happening every single day, and yet no one was talking about. It. Like, and I, I knew like I couldn't be quiet about this. Like, I, I was called to talk about abortion. And so that's kind of changed, you know, my whole perspective, my life plan, what I thought I was, you know, where I was going in my life. And so I spent that summer counseling women. The pregnancy center was phenomenal in training me and actually allowing me to to get right in there and train and counsel women who were coming to the clinic thinking abortion was their only option. And uh, one thing kind of led to another, but it, it was interesting to see the plan that God had for my life was completely different than the plan I thought I was going to have. There's no such thing as a bad day. I don't believe in such things. I think bad days are something that we make up in our heads because I think bad days is a result of a lack of gratitude, right? So if you recognize how much God has blessed us and the grace He's bestowed upon us and the gifts He's given us, how can you have a bad day? Like if you have, if you said Mass that day, how can you have a bad day having brought Jesus into the world? Or if you've heard one confession absolve one person from their sins, how can you have a bad day, right? That doesn't mean to say that there won't be difficulties and challenges. That's not. That's just part of being alive on this planet, right? But to call that day a bad day, I, I just, I, I'm never going to settle for that, right? It's always, thank you, Lord, for these, for this, for this day, for these gifts, for the, for be able to say mass, to be able to console somebody in sacrament of confession, to be able to, you know, have a youth group, to be able to have food in my stomach, to be able to glorify you by my life. So I think. I think the priesthood has really instilled in me a deeper sense of gratitude, which has intensified a sense of joy for life and a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning, right? And so it starts with gratitude. I think that's the antidote to a lot of our ailments in our life. It sounds like, it may sound cliche, it may sound something oh, I've heard that before, but if you think, stop to think about it, I think the most joyful people in the world are the ones who are grateful because they recognize what has been given to them as gifts from God. And when you recognize that grace and those gifts, there's nothing but to be grateful and, and, and joyful and, and have purpose and meaning to your lives.
With the help of Catholic TV, I am so excited to be finally airing this project. I've had a blast, and I've learned so much in talking to different people about how they are reaching to the heights within their own vocations, at their own age, in their own way. There will be a new episode every Monday, and for now, you can stay up to date by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ToTheHeightsCTV, or find me at OliviaRose underscore art or OliviaRoseArt.com. The first episode will air on Monday, June 3rd, so get ready and I will talk to you next week. Until then, keep on reaching to the heights.